0: Somebody says, look, we want to do this. You know, many years ago, I'd be sitting in the meeting sweating, thinking, oh, I can do that How much will cost, did we really price it correctly. And now, all of a sudden, all my other clients were neglected because we're trying to figure out this thing. Yeah. But we're in this magical place where you can do anything you want as far as your imagination can take you if you implement a team and by team that could be two people working three hours and you're spending 50 bucks so everyone thinks that they have to wait till they reach their success to afford these luxuries but i will tell you in the history of business and and being an entrepreneur nobody ever got there without a team their success came because they had a team two guys in a garage it wasn't when they arrived and they could afford it that's not how it works
1: I'm Judy Selmans, host of the Engage to Innovate podcast, talking all things innovation. So relax, take some time out from your schedule, and immerse yourself in the learnings shared by our guests. Would you like to work less and make more money? Yep, I know that sounds a bit of a hyped sales pitch, and maybe it is, but what if it worked? I'm certainly prepared to give it a go. My guest today, Chris Ward, has developed the Freedom Formula, and she's going to share tips on how you can free yourself so you can create, you could innovate, or you could just do nothing. All part of her book, Win the Hour, Win the Day, an Amazon bestseller. But I also wanted to chat to Chris about her experience on dealing with reinvention after a tragic loss. And many of us are going through exactly that at this moment. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Engage to Innovate stage, Chris. Thank you.
0: I'm really honoured to be here.
1: Uh, you know, actually, the, the honour is mine. And just to share with listeners briefly, um, Chris sent me this really cute little video saying that uh, that she'd like to appear on the show. And I have to say, I was pretty stoked and made my day. Uh, but but also, I could see your energy, and you know, in these times when things are really tight tough and we're looking at our social media feeds and it's pretty crappy damn news all the time you need to keep that energy and that smile going and you've got to find ways of doing that so firstly thank you for doing that to me that day
0: Oh, you're very welcome. You know, what my personal mantra is there is always something to smile about and you are contr- you are in complete control of the energy that you bring into the room. So I do try very hard to make sure it is uh, an energy that people welcome instead of being happy when I leave the
1: room. <laughs> awesome. And you know, you are so right. Because if you, I've done that myself, you know, if you're in a bad mood and you have to go somewhere, you're going shopping or something and some grumpy sales assistant <laughs> looks at you and you just seem to react really, really badly. But if you yeah. go in with a just a happy space and you, you yeah. make an intention of being happy i don 't know it seems to change the whole dynamics it's I think so I do yeah it's really good so I guess that leads me quite well into um, what I wanted to briefly talk to you about is how you of course changed your world around from what for most of us would have been you know overcoming the death of your husband john and pulling yourself out of that which is very very difficult when I know you have a young family as well but of course most of a lot of us now are feeling like we're in the same position like you know our worlds have completely turned around what seems like overnight so I I don't know if there's something you can share with people on on how you did that and and to to again I guess obviously your positive attitude from what you said but you know anything you can share with us be great
0: Well, it is a part of the story of how I came with when the hour, when the day. So, I have a marketing agency. And what happened was, I was pulled away from that agency for about two years when he had been diagnosed with colon cancer. And when I returned after his passing, my existing clients had no idea. They were shocked about his death. They did not know anything I was going through, they didn't even know of my absence. And so, they started to gently ask me in a caring capacity, like, how did I manage this? Because they just had no idea. And, and of course, if you take like the emotion out of it, just doctor's appointments, chemo surgeries, that's a full-time job. Right. And so what happened was I started to work with them under the capacity of productivity and all that type of stuff, because I had a renewed belief that, you know, business should be fun and that your business should support your life and not consume it. So I started working with these people so that they could stop doing jobs they hate and burning out and buying new technology, repeating the cycle and just trying to outrace time. And I started to help them with strategies so that they could have a real vacation and not be somewhere just answering emails from their cell phone and having their family annoyed at them and go to real soccer games of their kids and and just really dive into the creative elements of their job and their passion that they started the journey for versus all this admin work that was burying them and moving yeah. their goals further and further away. So I helped them with that. And then, you know, it we it was the strategies and, and the principles that are in win the hour, win the day. And then I just realized that there's just so many people out there grinding it out. And just buying into this false thing, people who often approach me and they think that their dreams are too big and it takes this amount of work. And it's just, they've got ambitions, but it's just so much work and that they can't afford a team and they can't afford help and all that stuff. So I thought, okay, I want to write this book. And I just want to reach more people because it's just, you know, as you mentioned with my story, things happen, life gets interrupted. And Mm. so you really truly need a business that supports your life and not consumes it. And that's how when the hour, when the day came about.
1: Yeah. Well done you. Cause I, it's, um, you know, I think it's one of the hardest things to do and many of us just, you, you get, and I think you're allowed to be self-consumed for a little while when you've gone through grief and, for again, even today, many businesses are literally grieving for the life that they had. And people are, you know, they used to be able to go out and socialize and all that sort of stuff. And and one day we will, but I'm I'm a bit of a believer too, maybe it's my green roots, but I also believe that we have an opportunity here to reinvent ourselves in many different mm-hmm. positive ways. And I'm actually really excited and I'm trying to control it because I think most people think I'm a bit rude to be (laughs) excited about the opportunities that this awful crisis is presenting us but I yeah I genuinely believe that and so it's learning how to work smarter and I know that's an old catch cry you know people have said work smarter not harder but it's actually true it's and doing what you're passionate about would that be where you come from, I I, look, I can hear your passion, so it must be. <laughs>
0: yeah, and you know what? I agree with you, and I'm like you. Like It's a delicate conversation to have, right? Yeah. But I do agree with you that we have an interruption in the marketplace right now. We have no idea of how this is going to show itself and it reminds me of when I was a kid and you learned in school about wartime and how the men went off to war and the women took the jobs and then there was a big in change in the marketplace. And yep. you know when they came back it's like, well now everything's changed. We need, you know, that was the whole change for women in the workplace. So I do, like you, I have to be careful when I show my enthusiasm, but yeah. I do think that there's going to be a great shift in this. And it may be that companies realize they have to be more agile and be able to pivot more, which is really what I'm passionate about. I mean, that's the whole thing about when the hour, when the day is so often as entrepreneurs, you have these ideas, you want to execute them and you end up moving further and further away from your goal, because you might be like, I don't know, let's say, let's say you're a marketing person or, or a fitness instructor or whatever you are. And all of a sudden you think, oh, okay, you know what? I need to have a more presence on social media. So I have to do videos. I have to learn how to edit the videos. I need a funnel. I need to an opt-in. And you start getting further and further away from your goal and you're trying to learn all these things when you should be, you know, what you're great at, what your genius is, work on it. And then you should be delegating and executing these goals in a different fashion. And for me, a big part of that is having a team. I often say team means like together, everyone, you know, accelerates money and we are in this sweet spot of technology where even five years ago, you know, if you wanted to hire somebody, this is how it went you said, okay, let's say I need a video editor because I need to be doing more social media stuff online. Well, you might only have two hours of work this week, but three weeks from now, you might have one. And the week after you might have four. And so you'd have to find somebody, let's say minimum of 10 hours, because who's going to come in for two every couple of weeks. They have to be local. You have to have a desk and a computer. And then because they're going to come in for 10, you'll find other things to fill up the calendar with that isn't there skill set or or their primary work and so then the work decreases there and there's logistics about hiring and firing and there's all this heavy-handed work where now you could be online outsourcing in a, such an economical, you know, with different parts of the world, making whatever, 10, 15 bucks an hour for two hours of work and come back to them in three weeks when you need another two hours. And you can train them in 30 seconds if you have the playbook and, and the stuff that we teach our clients and really implement and execute at such a high level so that if you're in a meeting and somebody says, look, we want to do this. You know, many years ago, I'd be sitting in the meeting sweating, thinking, oh, I don't know if we can do that. And how much will it cost? And did we price it correctly? And now all of a sudden, all my other clients were. In neglected because you're trying to figure out this thing, but we're in this magical place where you can do anything you want as far as your imagination can take you. If you implement a team and by team, that could be two people working three hours and you're spending 50 bucks. So everyone thinks that they have to wait till they reach their success to afford these luxuries. But I will tell you in the history of business and and being an entrepreneur, nobody ever got there without a team. Their success came because they had a team, two guys in a garage. It wasn't when they arrived and they could afford it. That's not how it works. So that's one thing that people don't talk about enough. And I'm very passionate about is I had a team to lean on. And without that, it just, you know, let's be, let's be honest. As much as I lost my best friend, my partner, all that stuff, I also lost an income. So if Mm -hmm. that business had crushed. Not only had he been my biggest fan and always been so excited about everything I accomplished, you know, so as he's asking me like how you're here a lot, what's going on? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, we're fine. I didn't always know that, but if he, if I knew that we weren't fine, like that would have just been another burden he didn't need because Mm -hmm. he was, he saw how hard I worked and he'd always been the, you know, such a fan. So the reality was I would have, what would I have done when I come back to no company? Like, you know, get a part-time job with yeah. my my enthusiasm of oh yes, I'm an ideal candidate for a new job. My husband just died three weeks ago. I'm here to learn, and I'm a team player. <laughs> like, I'll yeah. be your best worker, right? So that's a big part of it. Is so many people they're trying to outrace the clock and do it themselves, and they think they're saving money, but they're prolonging and pushing off opportunities that would bring them great revenue.
1: It do you? I mean, obviously there's a reason why people don't go down this road and, and, um, you no, know, I've experienced it myself and, uh, I'm time to pick on my, my co-host partner, Eric's, who's not sitting next to me today and probably just as well, I'd be kicked under the table by now. But Uh um, because we've worked together for nearly 30 years and, you know, he's exceptional at what he does, but it does tend to stay in his mind a lot. And I've been pushing him to try and get it out. And I have to say I've won. I've had a big win in the last couple of years where we've started to do what you're talking about. And you can see how much it's freed him and the obligation that he felt he had there it was some some sort of thing going there. And, and now that he's seeing other people actually do some of the basic stuff that he would waste time on, and it gets done in a fraction of time, and he's got more time to create and add more value to clients. And I think that that's an obstacle that a lot of particularly solo entrepreneurs get trapped in. Do you find that?
0: Yes. And I have so, you know, your audience would probably thank you for your honesty because that's the problem is so many people running around, like they've got it all figured out. And, you know, I'll sometimes be on different podcasts here, there or meeting people that are very impactful, influential. And then I find it like I see behind the scenes a bit and it's a hot mess. They are just running around like their hair is on fire, trying to have this facade that they got it together because they don't know where to start. Because one of the things is, that this is a whole new skill set. Yep. So as I said to one of my clients, she deals with like a very niche part of a, a, an accountant type thing. And she was just like so good with numbers and dealing with federal contracting with very complicated niche part of accounting. And she was just a mess as far as working crazy hours, working weekends, like just constantly, like 24 seven. And when I started, we started working with her in our group coaching and putting all these things in place and getting her team. And she just could not believe the relief in the light of day. And and she just said, Oh my gosh, Chris, like, how come I didn't know this? I said, because this is a skill set, just like, give me your books and let's see how well the CEO likes the half hour of accounting I've done. This is not going, you know, you can't just pick up. That's the problem with being an entrepreneur. You always think, Oh yeah, I need that. Okay. I'll go yep. do that. Yep. And so when it fails, you come back and say, Oh, no one wants to work these days, the economy, <laughs> kids these days. Um, I hired an idiot because, you know, listen, I'll tell you, I'll show you the first job I posted online six, seven years ago. And not a single person applied. It was a, it was an epic failure because I made it too complicated. And I made I thought I was covering all the bases by giving more and more information. Uh-huh. Whereas like three weeks ago, you know, we hired an assistant for my assistant. We posted, we have a process. We, put up a job with like three sentences in it. We had a little video clip that was 30 seconds and, you know, 24 hours later we're doing our final interview. And A lot of times we don't interview, but in this case, it was very someone that would be very hands on with me. We'd work with her full time. So she did need to interview. Right. And now the team, we can't imagine life without her because we had a process that we've built out over six years. So the first thing I want to mention is so many people dive in and say, okay, yeah, you're right. I'll go do it. And then it fails. And then they blame all these external forces. But the other thing too, is a lot of people will jump in and say, okay, yeah, you're right. I got to do that. So then I met with one guy and he had built this very sophisticated, he was a photographer and he built, built this very sophisticated training process. And he spent weeks and months trying to do that. And then of course the first person he hired It didn't work because he built it but he never even went through it once to go oh i missed that step oh this i need a password for this oh that's Uh different on tuesdays and so what i tell people is i can show you how to hire somebody in 24 hours and then train them in thirty seconds, regardless of your industry, because you don't. It's one step at a time. You don't need to hire somebody with with these opportunities. You don't need to hire somebody for forty hours a week. You don't need them set up for the next six weeks of work. So you can like a little bird, feed them one little you know seed at a time, and keep it going. And it will relieve you unbelievably, so that you can be executing projects that are you know, passion projects of yours that will give you a bigger impact on your audience, bring you in more revenue. I mean, it's just like if the opportunities are endless as fast as you can dream ideas, you can implement them. If you have a team to support you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we had, and, and I can relate to this so totally from personal experience. So there was this task that I used to tear my hair out watching poor Eric's dealing with this really, really basic. It was not basic. It was complicated, but I knew there had to be a better way, um, but he really didn't want to let go. And, and, and I know he won't mind me talking about him behind his back, but we, I did actually go to Upwork. We found a guy who was ec- expert at building macros and what used to take, and I'm not exaggerating, it was a big task for a particular client. It was something that they paid us to do because we had a specialty in it. It was a technique that Ericsson invented. Um, so getting it out of his head, but we finally got it out of his head. And now that, that two week task where I would lose him for that whole period, I couldn't even speak to him. He'd be so focused on it. Now takes us two days. Um, yeah. So yeah. it is so powerful and you are so right. And so I really, it's, it's that trusting and it's not easy. I mean, I've employed some duds, let me say. Um, so it's, it's not easy, but um, I'm sure. Oh, with can the I process. jump in? Yeah, please it do. Is,
0: it is easy. It's easy, but no one showed you the easy.
1: Right. Got it.
0: <laughs> so I just want to be clear on that. I had to stop you. I apologize. It is easy. No, no one showed No, you
1: I, I think you're yeah. totally right. When, you, when you're going yeah. off it on your own and thinking you can, again, <gasps> that's the problem. So the mindset of Even my mindset back then of going, oh, it's okay, I can do this. Well, maybe I needed help to even work out how to get the help. Yes, yes, yes. That is a whole skill set on its own. And like, there's little things
0: that we do, like never, ever, ever, whether I hire in office now, that's another thing. When you hire online, do outsourcing, it then gives you an opportunity to afford people in-house that you do need full-time or that you're ready now to commit to or that you can give them raises. So it leverages the company in that way as well. And so what I would say is, you know, I've never not once hired somebody that I didn't give them a mini test for. Now I'm not looking for free work, but if we're hiring them to do graphics, we're going to, okay, we need a new graphic person, do a bunch of stuff like banners, this and that, and social media. Then I'll say, here's a picture of me. Here's a catchphrase, whatever. Just show me your work. It doesn't have to be beautiful, but give me an idea of where you would go with this. Right. And they're quite happy to do that because here's what they don't want. They don't want you to hire them. And then you say, no, no, this is not a good fit because you have to give them a rating. So they'd rather Mm -hmm. do an hour's work free for you and make sure it's a good fit for them because they live and die by their rankings. Right. So, you know, there's all kinds of little things that you could do to pre-qualify to make sure they're a good fit that only benefit you. And it's really. Like in our playbook, it's super simple. Our clients keep saying to me, Oh my gosh, Chris, if I had known this five years ago, my whole life would have been different. One client called me, she said, you know what you're like? You're like a dream catcher. She said, All these dreams I had, I couldn't get to. And it was getting so frustrating. I was moving further and further away from them. Now we put this team in place, like and every time you can think of a new thing, you can just add a new team member. And it doesn't mean you have to be 20 people. It just means like you could be working with four people randomly, you know, off and on over four months and three people full time or one, who cares? A team is just you and somebody else, but it changes your whole freedom of being able to reach and your dreams and be creative. If you could have these things in place.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and so I guess I use really quite sister. So it's a system. It's really, is that what it is?
0: Yeah. I mean, systems always sound heavy and not yeah. sexy and stuff. Let me give you an example. Years ago, what I would do is I'd go to a meeting. Let's say I had a potential client. So I've got a couple meetings during the week and then I would make notes as I'm talking to them. Okay. I promise them this and this price. And I'd have be trying to make notes and pay attention and all this stuff because they're saying stuff. I'm writing down keywords. Then I would promise myself when I come back to the office, I would write those notes out because you know, it might take them a couple of days to make a decision with my marketing agency and stuff like that. Well, of course, stuff happened. And then all of a sudden you're looking Friday afternoon, I've got to put these notes in their file and now I can't read them as well because I made short forms and I, only, I can't really remember. So it, it started to be this habit that Friday afternoon I would have to put these notes in place and then I was also guessing sometimes, which then if they call me back two weeks later and I got the price wrong or promised them something extra I forgot to write down because I was engaged... Then what would happen is I look like I'm trying to, you know, swindle them. But it was just like, I'm sorry, I forgot and I took bad notes. So what I started doing was after my meeting, I came out. I had a transcriptionist that charged me like, I think it was 30, no, maybe 20 cents. I don't know, it's like 10, 20 cents a minute, whatever. Right. So I would leave the meeting, sit in my car, do, hit audio on my phone. I would tell them exactly what I said in the meeting if I had a number on a piece of paper. I might have two words on this piece of paper now. And I would just riddle this off and she would type it out and put it into the notes. So now it took me 30 seconds and I I gained by spending about, I don't know, $12 a week. I gained all of Friday afternoon with much more accurate notes. I swear she could type faster than I could talk. And here (laughs) For the love of god this woman loved doing transcriptions. So so she had like 6 7 other clients like me and she only did transcriptions which also meant that she just got better and better and faster and faster at it cuz it was all she did. Yeah. And so I got all of Friday afternoons back and was far more accurate cuz I spent like $12.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's actually really that's a great story and and how uh, how such a simple thing um yeah it just frees up that much time um i used to do face-to-face interviews for market research a lot and i'd record them but they were the days before well i guess i had a transcriber there was a girl i could have engaged but i ended up just doing it all manually that's just typical me which is not good really but i can see how much uh and of course there are online tools now that you can use for transcription But
0: Yeah. They, and the, so that story is even a little bit outdated. So, yeah. It's a good example when, and there's technology all the time now and stuff, yeah. but that's, and that still may be like, okay, you've got transcriptions that you can do. You take your video and put it in there for 10 cents, whatever. But sometimes yeah. it's still even in this day and age to talk right into the phone, whatever. But it, it but that story is a little bit outdated, but it, the point oh, is, I went from a whole afternoon working, yeah. to $12.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that, that, that's I think the biggest problem that, particularly again, you know, startups, sole entrepreneurs, you know, those who just think that it all stays with them, that they're the only ones that can really do it, and, and a lot of us are like that. Um, or found ourselves maybe through bad experience, you might've tried someone and you go, Oh God, I should have just done it myself. Um, But, but yeah, if you, you can get better at it. And I think that's what I like about what obviously you've done with the book and, and your, your freedom formula is, is that you, you're giving us all the tools that, that stops the learning curve, slows down the learning curve, if you like.
0: Yeah. And that you can afford it. That's what I want people to understand. The whole mindset that you should be grinding it out and that, you know, all this freedom is going to come once you achieve, once you get to the top of that mountain right? So we all have this idea that, oh yeah, with well, this company, that company, Apple, and all this other stuff. It's great to hear about they were in the garage at one point, yeah. but you think, oh no, they've got endless resources. They got to the top of the mountain. Well, they got to the top of the mountain because they had a team and they kept handing off the rope to each other. That's how they got there. Nobody gets to the top of the mountain and yells down, I need a team, come here, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. can't execute, if you can't manage one person, you're not going to be able to manage 200. And, and that's in reference to Apple. None of us on this call want to be dealing with 200 people. And I'm not talking about that either. So that's another thing people say, yeah. well, I don't want to be managing a team. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about how I can turn my life around by having three people to lean on, that kind of stuff. Yeah. People think they can't afford it. And I'm here to tell you, like all I had to do with that example with the transcriptionist is get one pricing wrong because I didn't take good notes and I wrote them down days later and now I've offended somebody and I look like I'm playing games and I lost an opportunity. That certainly pays for that outsourcer. So that's the thing is you are missing out on making more revenue and having a bigger reach and a bigger impact because you're not leveraging the mundane tasks that you can easily do regardless of your industry. I know there's work that you shouldn't be doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's so obvious and, and, and it really, 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 really works because I've been there, done that and watched it in action and it just makes such a difference. So how does, does that, that obviously plays because obviously you talk a lot about um, time management, which is probably another word I feel like systems. It's a bit of a, maybe has a bit of a bad image in some cases, but what does that mean from your perspective?
0: Yeah. I don't love that word either. That's the word that's out there. So yeah, I, I know I you have, have to, use to it. <laughs> I have to use it so people can find my stuff. So yeah. if anything, I would lean a little bit more toward productivity, but time management. Right. So what I would tell you is I'm all about leveraging your time. So you cannot buy more time, but you can get more help. Right. Yeah. So you can do that kind of thing for sure. So I'm really about setting things up for success excuse me, and making everything just easier and easier. So definitely a team is the backbone to any success story in the history of business that you've ever heard. The other thing I would tell people is once you start doing that, you want to have some things in place, like on your calendar. And by that, what I would tell you is I'd say about, I don't know, I don't know, very few people until, you know, when we work with our clients, most people put on their calendar outside appointments, but not in turn, like not their own work. So mm-hmm. if you have to be at a dentist appointment, no matter how much you don't want to be there or how much it costs, you're going to be there Thursday at 11, but you don't put your own work on the calendar, and, but your work takes time. Mm. So that's like saying, you know what? I have a car payment that comes out of my bank account every month, but I know it comes out every month, so I don't count it. Right. And people say it to me all the time. They say, oh, I do that every day, so I don't put it on my calendar. So what happens is you start the workday, you might think you have eight hours, but you only have five. Yeah, And then you take this to-do list, which is a list of percolating emergencies and has never served anybody and no successful person has ever said, where's my to-do list? <laughs> and there's no increments of time. And then you take this to-do list, which gives you a false sense of what you have to get done and no order. And you put it into a calendar where you thought you had eight hours and you only have five. And yeah. then you, you're the in, other- You're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And then the other big, big thing is people will start the day. The worst thing you could do at all is with your emails. Your mind is going in different directions, decision fatigue, attention residue, and what you should be doing is the work that requires the most attention or focus because it's just like your cell phone. Once you start opening up all those apps and you start burning down your battery, that's not the time to start trying to you know, execute that project that's really important to the growth of your company at the end of the day, like I used to do it. I'd say, okay, I'll get all this work done early and then I'll get this off my desk and then I'll work on that project. that's really important for our growth at four o'clock after- Oh, which never ended. You know yeah. what I mean? That four o'clock yeah, turned yeah. into seven and yeah. oh my gosh, what a nightmare. So we all know that. So those are things that we also help you with really simple and easy strategies that just change. What people tell me all the time about the book is that they tell me it changes how they see their business and time. And I think if you have a new appreciation for the currency of time, then that will really open a lot of doors and opportunity for you.
1: Yeah, I, I, um, I'm, I'm curious about your to-do list and why you don't believe that that is a value. I mean, is that not part of organizing your time?
0: No. So what a to-do list is, it's kind of like a bunch of extra bolts on the bottom of the floor after you've built a chair right? So a to-do list really is a percolating list of emergencies. It doesn't have any increments of time, doesn't tell you any order, and it gives you this false sense. So what I talk about with win the hour, win the day is if you can win the hour, you can win the day. Meaning like you will dive in. I used to dive in Monday mornings with my mighty to-do list in my hand. And some reason, I thought Mondays was going to be this epic day that I'd get so much done. And all of a sudden at two o'clock in the afternoon, you didn't realize one item on the list is 20 minutes another is two hours. Another, you need something else to complete. So there's this, it's like having a bunch of file drawers open. You're just frustrated and stressed all the time. And it shows how it roads the brain and you're just chasing an endless list. So what I would say is picture it like this. Let's say you're going on a road trip to go visit your in-laws and it's a six hour road trip. So most people would say, okay, I want to use my GPS. It's going to tell me when I'll get there, how fast we're driving. It will instantly tell me when I'm off course. So you're not going to be driving two hours and look around the car and say, well, when do I tell these lovely people I should have taken that exit two hours ago? So (laughs) when do we have that fight? So you, you use a GPS for a road trip. Now, if you had a to-do list for that same road trip, what would happen is you'd say, okay, the to-do list, we have snacks, we have money, I need extra sweater. And you know, you serve, that to-do mm-hmm. list does not determine any success. So if you'd want that for a road trip to go visit your in-laws, wouldn't you want that for your business?
1: Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, i am i am I have to say I'm a little on the fence. I'm, I haven't quite been convinced. <laughs> or, sorry. Sorry. You know, for me, and I guess maybe this is my, cause I'm, you know, I'm a creative, but I'm highly organised. So um, uh, I like to know that if I've got a project starting and I will create the list of tasks that have to be done and whether I allocate those out and to, you know, team members, etc. But I need to be able to cross them off the list and know that they've been activated the way I want. Um, or am I missing, missing this somewhere?
0: So a to-do list, you can have them in like buckets. So I think what we might be talking about is almost the same thing, but only different. So I'm not saying I've never made a to-do list, but the to-do list has to be actionable. And you also have to understand that it takes up time. Right. So what I would say is this, Um, let's say when I was writing my book, I, one of the things I talk about is working backwards. So like that dentist appointment we talked about Thursday morning, 11, you might say, okay, it's an hour away. And then I get up for breakfast. All of a sudden you realize I have to get up at 8am to be at the dentist at Mm 11am. So what I want is a to-do list. You know, it does take up time. So if you had a list for, let's say my, let's say I'm working on my book and I say, okay, I want this to come out in June. And so the first thing I do is I break down understanding it's going to take up time. And I said, what I did was I broke it down. I figured out that I needed to do about five pages a day, Monday to Friday. Mm -hmm. Now, what would happen is sometimes I think, I don't know if I have that in me. But the old days, I would be like, okay, you know what? I'm tired today, but tomorrow I'll be rested. I'll go to bed early. I'm just going to, pages will fly off tomorrow. I'll be so, tomorrow yeah. is the day, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, well, but what I realized, I would say to myself today, I don't have five pages in me tomorrow today. I'm not going to have 10 in me tomorrow. So that sobered me up really quickly because I broke it down. And the same thing with, let's say I had my to-do list like you spoke of and said, okay, I need the book. I need an editor, I need the cover design, I need these things. So I may have that initial to-do list for a few moments, but what will happen is then they have to be plugged in somewhere because they take up time. So I might have on my calendar, do some research, find a new editor, find a cover, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not saying you can never have it in your hand, but the to-do list has to have somewhere to go because anything on that list takes time. and you can't do work without eating up time. And if you don't assign it a time, you can never improve what you don't measure. So if you start filling out your calendar and say, okay, here's my list to get this project out. So I will put it on the calendar, work backwards and see where I have to start it and when I have to end it and all that stuff. And now I see, oh, this is a bigger task than I thought, because now it's taken up you know, three time blocks in the next two weeks, that changes things versus a to-do list that just like, okay, I'll keep chipping at that whenever I've got time. So you can have that to do list, but it has to have a plan in place because there is nothing you can do in the day that doesn't take up time. And if you're not measuring how much time it takes up, you're just setting yourself up to fail. Does that does that make a little bit more sense? Yeah, no,
1: no, no, that 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 makes total sense. And I guess intuitively i probably do that anyway because i'll i i also did some project management training a long time ago so of course that always has a time frame associated with it i think one of the things that a lot of us though underestimate is how much time a particular project is going to take and that totally screws with any time management
0: Because it's in the to-do list. And so what happens is if you had all this stuff spelled out on your calendar, you would see really quickly, ah, I didn't give myself as much time. And again, like I said, so now you're adding stuff you do every day that you think you had eight hours, you only have five. And, you know, when I started doing this years ago, I looked down, I thought, well, no one are frigging tired all the time. (laughs) Forgive my language. But I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I thought I had eight hours. I had five. And then when I started putting things in all the time, I'd realize, oh, well, then you could start to see really clearly that I didn't give that enough time. So what that means is now I'm educated. So the next time I will now, of course, correct. Whereas before, you know, you would just dive into a project so enthusiastically, you got a new client, you think you could be done in three months and then you weren't, but you didn't know what week you were off. Were we desperately behind in week eight or three or week three?
1: yeah that's you know? they' they're really, really important points, yeah. yeah.
0: And I know for me, like not too long ago, I had an issue with my phone one day. And my calendar is all hour by hour. And I called Apple and it ended up taking like an hour to fix it. Now the old days, because I would have not had this laid out in my calendar, I just would have went into hysterical Chris mode and tried to make everyone go faster like a crazy person. Because now I felt anxiety <laughs> because I'm behind and I was already behind before I got up. Yeah. But what I did was I looked at my calendar and said, okay, I lost an hour what on my calendar is not a priority that can be delayed a couple of days. So I took something, I moved it to later in the week. Then I proceeded in the calm fashion of doing my work with clarity and calmness versus knocking over the coffee cup and doing this and spilling out my notes. And now I dropped the phone and cause you're running around trying to make up time. And so I was able to continue my day in a reasonable fashion instead of trying to now speed people up and talking to them in a tone that was, how come you don't know that's my rush tone? I'm not annoyed. Now I have to explain I'm not annoyed. Why are we all not going
1: faster? (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, I think all of us can relate to that at some point where you just go into panic mode and you just need to um you know i i'm a big fan of actually scheduling in time to do nothing and whatever that nothing is for you you know going for a walk or whatever it is because it's it's that clarity that you know even you just mentioned then about if you're stressing around running around trying to work out how you're going to get it all done often just stopping and doing nothing is going to make it go faster i don't know how it really works but it does because in all the
0: big inventions in the history of humankind that they came in times of relaxation or play, your brain operates very differently. And when you are in that pacing rushing, I call myself a recovering rushaholic mode, then you are you're not you're thinking and you you don't have the ability to be creative. It's not how the brain works. And I won't bore you with all how that yeah. wiring goes. But that's what the problem is is then we get into this you know craziness and this racing and we are not creative. We don't come up with new ideas. So it it really it, I know for me I had to even learn like to take lunch. Cause I used to think while I'm answering emails and I'm on hold on a phone call and somebody walk up, and ask me a question. And I think, well, I'm only doing one thing at a time because I'm on hold. That doesn't count. And I'm answering emails So I'll stop the email when you ask me a question. Oh, by the way, I'm shoving food down my throat because <laughs> I'm having lunch, right. With barely a free hand. And when I started to stop and take proper lunches, so help me, I had to learn how to chew slower. I was just gulping it down, like mm-hmm. honestly, like like a seagull in the parking lot, because yeah. I was so used to going at such a pace, and I had to learn, like a, I had to count, I had to slow down to count my chews because I was just always at such a rush. So it really impacts all kinds of things, and I can't be the only one out there. I see it all the time. Oh yeah, and it really is about it impacts your quality of life, your creativity, your business, everything.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, of course we talk about innovation here and you cannot come up with innovation in your business if you're sitting there just spinning, trying to get the task list out of the way. So it's really important to clear that mind.
0: Yeah. It's everything. Like I said, without that team, you're just trying to keep up and keep your head above water. So that's not the time to innovate, to create, to look at a problem from different angles and say, how can we make this better? How can we have a bigger impact on our audience? How can we can make more money in less time so we can serve and help more people? That's Mm -hmm. not how your brain's going to be going. It's like you're in a race, you know, you just go, go, go. Right. And you're just trying to keep up.
1: I don't know what it's like for where you're living at the moment because we're all, you know, around the globe, a large number of us are in lockdown. But what I'm finding really interesting in our area is that people are calmer, talking to people across the other side of the street because we're all remaining socially distant and and they're all calm. They're all like, Yeah. yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Isn't it nice? No noise. And so I actually think that I have this feeling that this is an opportunity for us to have such clarity and clear minds that we can create. You know, I guess what my ideas around this podcast, even at this particular moment is to start getting everyone to chill out a bit. And I know there's a lot of stresses for a lot of people and not everyone's life is as simple as mine walking down the road and meeting nice people with no cars. And I appreciate that. But I, do think that the lessons that you have to teach us are really critical at this time of just, just, you know, trying to pull back, try not to do absolutely everything today on your list. Cause I no doubt your list is long. I think that's really important, Chris. So it's a really great message you're sharing. Yeah. I just
0: think business should be fun and mm-hmm. that you started your business for whatever passion or interest you had or whatever you wanted to share with the world. And Boy, oh boy, I remember one point, one night thinking, there are laws in the land to protect me for myself. If I had a job that drove me into the ground like I did the first couple of years of my business, I would have said, because I did all this and I did it like everybody else and and I turned it around. Luckily I had done all that before everything happened with John. But I remember thinking our government has laws, labor laws to protect people from working these 16, 17 hour days. And this can't be right. Is this what I left a job for to be yes. far more abusive to myself than the government would allow? You know, so it, you started a business for a reason, and I believe firmly that business should be fun, and that you should have a business that supports your life and not consume it. And that these things are very doable if you have, you know, the right tools and strategies and and a playbook in place that will allow you to have a bigger impact.
1: On- if you're out there listening and you have got an idea, to me, starting with something, you know, like your program, Chris, these tools will just free you because it's so many yeah. people, we all go into business thinking that this is going to be an easy road, that, you know, we're going to do exactly what we want. Well, and then the reality sinks in and you, yes, you're right. You end up doing 12, 14, 16 hour days and you go, what the but you've made that even easier and have put together a great offer for listeners. Can you share that? Yeah. And we also,
0: we just did this. So you guys, your audience is really getting opportunity. We just created a page with a whole bunch of really neat little giveaways that we normally charge for. There's a number of them there. So you can find something that meets your needs. So it's at com forward slash free dash gift. So that's awesome. www.winthehourwintheday.com forward slash free dash gift. And there's about nine different things there. You can wow. and choose some video training, some, you know, eBooks, a whole bunch of stuff. So if this resonated with them in any way, and I just think there's just so much opportunity for, to spread your wings and to do more because- the last thing I'd like to say is also too, there's times where I dealt with someone and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, cause this is their area of expertise. Let's say a video editor or something. And they're like, yeah, you can do this thing with 99 cents an app on your phone. And then you could do this and send it to me. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. I can't be abreast of every technology, te- you know, technology in every industry. So when I outsource to somebody that this is their area, they often give me cool little tools or tips. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you, this changed my life. And they're like, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. It's a dollar. And you're like, Oh, well, I didn't even know enough to ask that question. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the opportunities are endless and, and just remember we're, we're here to have fun. This is not what life is about, you know, is how much money do I not have? How much weight should I be losing? Um, we're here to have
1: fun. I think our world's going to change. And the techniques that you're teaching about outsourcing and I use Upwork constantly I've got several yeah. people there that I just tap into exactly as you said I've got this task I'll look through my list Have they got abilities there and you build a rapport you build a relationship with those people and they want to help you and you get them then thinking laterally what could they do to help you and that's the sort yeah. of relationship you build and yeah that's really good stuff so I love the idea of your free gifts. I might even check them out myself. I'm always up for learning <laughs> anything new. Well,
0: you're a pretty smart cookie. I'm not sure how, how much we oh, have to teach no, you. Oh, no, no, no.
1: I, think we, I really do believe all of us can learn something and, uh, yeah. and it's just having an open mind, you know. So just allowing for something new and taking the stress off yourself. I, At this particular point in our history, this is so important. I'm seeing... Some people who can are coping with this stress and others who are just losing it. This is a really difficult time for many and it's going to remain that way. But you know, look at your list today. You're really, really stressing out. Log on to Chris's site, check out her free gifts. That's a very generous offer. Thank you, Chris. And
0: check out that free gift page. I'd love to hear what you thought about it because we're always I'm really interested to add even more. So if you've got questions, I'd love to know you heard me here and uh, also you know what we i have a podcast as well called now your business so awesome. you know it's never going to be as amazing as yours but they can, oh no no no, when, no. They get, when they're finished all your shows they can come over and listen to a few of mine <laughs> that's very kind of you thank you thank you for having me i knew it'd be fun and, and you did not disappoint i really appreciate it
1: thanks chris